This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome to Warrior Watch. This is our very first program, and I am your host today. My name is Pastor Callie Hargraves. We're so excited to be with you here on this beautiful Wednesday, the 25th of May. What an opportunity to be able to talk about the beautiful things that God is doing in our life and to talk about prayer and talk about the prophetic and the things that we believe that are going to, that God is going to use to change the world and get us ready for the greatest revival we've ever seen. It is a new day. And uh, we're starting this new program. I'm excited about it. Thank you, Dale Gentry, for uh, inviting me to be a part of this network. We have such uh, honor and respect and love for Dale and Gene Gentry and everything that they're doing in the body of Christ. We know that God has raised uh, Dale up and this whole network up for such a time as this. So we just bless BPN Radio and everyone that plays a part in this ministry. We thank you so much for what you do. Today is our very first program, and I'm so excited about my guest today. I've invited Pastor Cindy Mooring, a senior, one of the senior pastors of Celebration of Life Church. Her and Todd, Pastor Todd Mooring, pastor this beautiful church in Baytown, Texas, and they're just amazing, uh, an amazing man and woman of God. And I'm talking with Miss Cindy today. Cindy is... When I, when I talk about Cindy, I can get a little choked up. She's my sister, so I know a whole lot about her. I know all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I can tell you there's not much ugly and there's not much bad. There's a whole lot of good. She's a mighty woman of God, and she is a mighty woman of prayer, and she flows in the prophetic in such a powerful way. And so today, we wanted, I wanted to invite her in to talk about um, stewarding the prophetic words that you receive and allowing God to uh, transform you in the process of God developing and bringing that word into full fruition. And uh, we all love prophetic words. I, I mean, you, you, call, you call a meeting and you tell people that prophets are coming in and they'll, they'll line up from here to Canada to be in those meetings. And we understand why, because we like hope and we like to know what God is doing. And we have hopes and dreams in our heart. And it's so encouraging when someone that doesn't know you, the Lord drops a secret into them and they speak that over you. Um, it's so encouraging when a new word is spoken, but the stewarding and the transformation process is really where the rubber meets the road. And uh, Pastor Cindy has real revelation on this. And so I've invited her in today to talk with us about a message that she preached this last Sunday that was life-changing and such a blessing so that we can get some more insight. Welcome, Pastor Cindy. Thank you. It's so good to be here, sis. And I'm thrilled. I feel so honored that you would invite me to the very first program that you're hosting here today. And I want to thank Papa Dale 
Michelle and Miss Jean and all of the ones that are part of this BPN network for allowing us to do this. Um, I had the opportunity Sunday to minister on the process of transformation and um, talking about Joseph and his life and the word that God gave him through a dream and uh, how his brothers were going to bow down to him. And he saw all these things that God was going to use him to do. But after he shares that dream, then immediately he is plunged into a dark place. And a lot of times we will receive these words from the Lord and God will speak to us about things he wants to do in our lives. But he is more concerned about our character Mm-hmm. And the working out of that in our lives Absolutely. than he is us being um, speaking or doing what he's called us to do. Right. And uh, so we have to be able to steward it well and carry it well. So he's 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 more concerned about our character. Absolutely. And uh, so in Psalms 105, it says that the word of the Lord tested Joseph. Mm-hmm. So what that's what that says to me is that. When he got this word from God and he, he saw himself doing great and mighty things for the Lord and his brothers bowing down to him and God raising him up to lead people and really be a voice to a nation, then all of a sudden he's in a pit and he's been sold into slavery by his brothers. And, uh, and so in that pit, I can only imagine he's just sitting there thinking, okay, God, what, what about the word you showed me? What about the vision? What about the dream? Why am I here? But what's amazing about Joseph is every time he found himself in a dark place, instead of living in anger and resentment, which he very well could have done towards his brothers and his family for what they had done to him, he chose to forgive and he chose to see that God had a greater plan. That the plan was bigger than him. The plan was bigger than his hurt and the pain that he was in at the moment. And he later on, you read uh, in the Bible where he said, he said it three different times to his brothers. Don't charge yourself. Don't feel feel angry at yourselves or disappointed in yourselves for what you did to me. Yeah. Because God sent me ahead of you. Absolutely. Not only to save my life, but to save yours. So he chose to rise above the pain and to let the process of transformation work in his heart. So there's four, there's four levels of this. There's first of all, it's the declaration. It's the word of God that's spoken over your life, or it's the dream or the vision that you have. And God says, this is what I'm going to do through you. And I, I want to use you in this way. But immediately following that declaration, there will be a plunge into distress and development. Yes, for sure. Before the declar- or the demonstration of what God wants to do in your life is fully seen. Yes. And so we saw this over and over with Joseph. He was, he was plunged several times into distress and development from Potiphar's house. Right. Okay. And then he was falsely accused. That's right, true. He was right, right. falsely accused doing the right thing. Right. And still falsely accused and put in prison. Could have he could have slept with Potiphar's wife, right? But he but, chose not to. But he chose not to. So he passed a test of purity, right? There was a test of purity there that God was saying, "Okay, are you gonna you gonna trust me here? You could very well just turn and be disobedient, Joseph." But no, he said, "No, I'm not going to do this." So he does the right thing, and in the right thing, still winds up in jail. Yeah. 
But every time he winds up in these places, God raises him up in favor because his heart was right towards the Lord. And he trusted the God that promised. Absolutely. You know, that's where we find ourselves sometimes. We get a prophetic word and then it seems like everything went the opposite direction. Right. Right. And so we're, we're faced with, do I trust God in his word? Right. And allow this process to really make me a better woman or a better man. Right. <laughs> or do I just say, okay, it's, you know, what God promised is not true. Right. We know that God is not a liar and he never promises anything that's not true. That's right. But the key, Pastor Cindy, and you hit the nail on the head, is me being willing right. to stay and allow the process of God to, to work. work in my life. To work. That is so beautiful. And sometimes that's not easy to do. No, it's not. It, it's painful. You know, it, you, you find yourself with questions sometimes more than you have answers. And, um, but I, but in that process, I think the Lord also wants to take us to a place of isolation to where it's just him and me and him. And, and I'm understanding who he is as my father and, and, and who I am to him as his child and knowing that I'm truly loved by him. And it's not about the doing of what God's called me to do, but it's about the being with him and truly in relationship with him and understanding what he's wanting to do in my heart and my life. So you may even find your place yourself in a place of isolation where nobody wants to know your name. Right. Nobody's calling your phone, right. wanting you to come preach for them or prophesy or lay hands on the sick or whatever that God's put in your heart to do. You may feel yourself in a long period of isolation after God showed you this dream and this vision because he's wanting you to know him and everything about him and not just in the good times, but he said, I want you to know me in the fellowship of my suffering. Yes. He suffered. He was, he was rejected. He was despised. He was abused. He was betrayed by his friends. Yeah. You and I can't really even be used of God until we've even experienced betrayal. That's exactly right. We can't understand the depth of the sacrifice until we go through some things. And even what we go through is nothing compared to what he did. But it does at least get us to a place where we realize that the most important thing, the thing that I love that you just hit, you really hit a chord. We can get, especially if you tend to be a person that is very goal oriented Mm -hmm. or very ambitious, uh, which was my personality my whole life. And I found that that process really worked out a lot of that and crushed a lot of that out of me to where the most important thing in my life at this point is not about a destination, but it's more about the journey. journey. And it's not so much reaching some goal or even the goals that God gives us. He wants our love for him to be, he wants my desire for him to be more passionate than my desire for the goal. That's so good, sister. That's true. It's absolutely right. So it's a heart thing. It's always a heart yes. thing. It's always about the heart. And so God's trying to work that in Joseph and he and Joseph submits. See, we have the choice to submit to the process or we continue to take the test over and over again. Yeah. God will never give us give us a failing grade. 
because that's not who God is. But he'll allow us to keep taking the test. Yeah, we keep taking the retest. Until we pass until it. Until you pass it. Yeah, that's why the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness. Right. We know that that was like a 40-day journey. Right. So it, I don't believe that we have to spend years in distress and development. No. If we're not having to retake tests. That's right. What keeps us a lot longer in that process is being stiff, stiff-necked, stiff-necked and rebellious. stubborn and rebellious. <laughs> right. And I've been, I've been all those things, and I'm not proud to say that. I repent for that again right now on BB and Radio. That's good. But I don't want to be stiff-necked. Me I don't want to be rebellious. I don't want to spend years in the the distress part. Right. Or I want to allow God to to just do what He needs to do, develop me, get me to the place where I am totally sold out to You. Right where it's all about you so that I can step into that display of his glory. That's good. How amazing is that? It's, it is amazing. It is amazing when we surrender to that. And so that's my heart too, sister. I want to live in that place too. Yeah, me too. Uh, one of the things that I shared Sunday is when your life goes in the opposite direction, your calling goes back into the hands of God. Wow. So the second that you think, okay, <laughs> This isn't working. Something's wrong here. God's got your calling. He's just working something out in your character so that he can demonstrate through you what he's called you to do in its fullness. So everyone goes through distress in order to reach their destiny. And Jesus was no different. Jesus said, my soul is troubled. In other words, my soul is in distress. And he said, what shall I say? This is in John 12, 27. What shall I say? Save me from this hour. And he says, no, Father, glorify your name. Glorify your name. So what we say in moments of distress and development is, God, glorify your name in this in this instance in my life. Wow. You be lifted up. Don't take it away from me, but be glorified in it and through it. Yeah, many times when we get in tr- trauma or stress, we want God to take we it want, away. We have an escapism mentality. Just yeah. take it away. Get me out of this. When most of the time in my life, he wanted me to go through it because right. through it was where the, that, that pressure yeah. pushed out the pride, right? the anger, the impurities, the self uh, will, the self, uh, just everything about self comes out when that pressure is applied. Right. And uh, many times I have prayed, God, get me out. When I And I would hear his gentle voice whisper, you know, I have, I've put grace on you to go through it. That's right, sister. Because going through it is where the love of God is really expanded in my heart. Well, I've watched it happen for you, sis. I've watched it happen. I've, I've watched you live this. Over and over again, and you've been a a bright light to me of how the love of God can be can work in your heart if you truly let it through forgiveness. Yes, and uh, choosing to just love in spite of the pain and the things that you've been through. And I've I've witnessed it by your life, and I honor you today because part of your testimony has. And I'm going to cry. It's okay, baby. We're on BPN radio, but we can cry on radio. Part of your testimony in your life and what you've lived has ministered to me over and over again. Thank you, sis. Of the goodness of God and allowing God to work in you and 
purge out the things that need to be taken out of your heart and your life. And well, not- I could have never done it without Jesus and without you and Pastor Todd. I love you. I'm so honored to be able to share my testimony. And you know, the thing is, when we go through trouble, yeah. we hate it. Yeah, we <laughs> Nobody do. says, sign me up for a lot of trouble. No. Nobody likes it. We hate no. it. And my personality and our family lineage, our personality is to, you know, kick and scream the whole way. We may be miserable. But we're going to make everybody miserable around us. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But that's not God's way. No, no it's and not. I have found that if I will just submit to the process. Right. And allow him to just work out what he wants to work in me. And if I will connect with that emotion. Right. You know, a lot of times we as Christians, we think that having faith means never admitting how you feel. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not having that's faith. Not, no. That's denial. That's right. Having faith is surrendering the pain to God. Right. And being honest with God. And then allowing him to renew your mind and give you a different perspective. Right. And that comes through just honesty. And I, I'm i so thankful and I, I so connect with what you're saying here about this process and this restoration because God is so involved and he is in the moment. Yes, we, he is. We, by nature, I just wrote a blog on this, by nature, we're either looking forward yeah, and we're planning for the future. Or we're lamenting over the past or even, even, you know, lamenting over the, you don't just, it's not just the bad things that happened in the past. It's, you can spend a lot of time thinking about the victories in the past, but God wants us to live in the moment. Right. And to live and breathe in the moment, because in the moment is where the miracle of transformation takes place. That's so good, sister. So I'm so, so excited about transformation. You know, the thing that we don't like the most is what brings the best results in our lives. That's exactly right. I've started eating right and trying to take (laughs) care of myself and I'm going to the gym. That's always fun. Yeah. And for me, going to the gym (laughs) is like, it would be, it's just like a foreign experience. But I go to the gym because I want to transform my body. Right. You know, right. I'd like to be able to see my feet. And so that's the goal. Me and you both. Yeah, I have a goal to see my feet. And so I go to the gym and I get on that treadmill uh-huh. and I'm not thinking about, I'm really not thinking about the ultimate goal. I'm thinking about this is hard uh-huh. and you know, how much, how I, much more time, how do much I have more left? time, but if I will focus on the goal right. and what God's doing in my life with my health, it makes it much easier. So true. And that is how God wants us to do with the experiences that we go through. Like those pit experiences. Yeah. I heard somebody say pit means profit in training. <laughs> <laughs> so, or it can be person in transformation. That's what it means. There you go. I like your, I like your revelation much better. <laughs> it can be both actually. <laughs> I like, I like person in transformation. Yeah, That's awesome. Too. Well, you know, victories are won. Like you, you watch these marathon races and, you know, Olympic, uh, um, what do you call those? Olympic games. Right. Well, they don't win those races that day. Those races are won on the training field. Absolutely. Hours and hours and hours and hours of training prepare them for that day, for the race. 
So that one day that the victories won was really wasn't won that day. It was won hours and hours prior to that. So, and that training's painful. It takes time. It's a process for them to win a victory in, in an Olympic race. So it's the same thing in our race with the Lord. We're going to, we're going to have to be willing to submit to the process and let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. Um, I read this the other day that God, see, God could take us out of our stuff if he wanted to. Sure, he's God. Right. So, but God allows in his wisdom what he could easily prevent in his power. Wow. So he knows, you know, what's best for us. Just like we know what's best for our kids when they're small and we tell them no to things and they don't understand why we're saying no. But the reason why we're saying no is because we care about them. We love them. And we know that they can't have that. They can't do that because that's going to harm them. They don't understand why we're saying no. No. But we know. And it's the same way with our Heavenly Father. There's times that he'll say no to us in an instance because he's working something in us and and out of us. And we want to just... Fix it right now, God. Take this away, God. But God's like, no, you need this. Yes. You need this process. And if you'll surrender to it, submit to it, you'll be so much better. And and when, when I begin to demonstrate through your life, you'll be the prepared vessel that I want you to be and, and ultimately look like him. Walk yes. like him, talk like him. He wants to see himself. He wants yes. to see his image and the image of love. Yeah, we'll be an expression of him. Absolutely. Which, you know, he didn't call us to be an expression of me. No. Not that I don't influence it and my personality doesn't come through. Right. But we're really all called to be his expression in the earth. That's right. And this process of transformation that you're talking about is the only way for that to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's where I've been and that's I think that's kind of where I've stayed for a long time. But and I and it it's not measured in time, it's measured in our faithfulness and our obedience. Absolutely. So the sooner that we submit and and we obey what he's wanting us to obey. Well, the sooner we get to that the display. The sooner part. we get to the, the demonstration, demonstration and part. display. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it just depends on us. You know, we don't have to stay there forever. But we but God's looking for our faithfulness, our willingness, our obedience, and our faithfulness to him. And when we do that, then he'll begin to work what he wants to work in our hearts. You know, Pastor Cindy, you're um you're you're a mama to three amazing kids and um, a mama to my kids too. You've, you've been a mama to all of our kids and uh, uh, kids, married in kids, grandkids. But um, one of the things that I really appreciate about what you've done is how you have encouraged your children to steward the word of God in their life. And, you know, we watched, and I got to personally be a part of this, um, Cindy's middle boy, Leland, uh, she's the mother of Leland Mooring, and he is uh, currently now a new artist with Bethel. And Leland started writing music at the age of 11. And then at 14, uh, Pastor Cindy and Pastor Todd took Leland to Nashville, and he signed a publishing deal very young. And, you know, got uh, signed, he, he, he signed with a record label. And, I mean, at a very young, at 17 years old, this boy was literally launched all over the world. And, uh, but that process didn't always, he had some real success, 
But mm-hmm. the process didn't always work just like we thought it was would, and right. just like he thought it would. Right. And you had to help steward him mm-hmm. through where he is today. Which he, when I when I talked about Leland, I can get really choked up because Leland's not only an amazing songwriter and a singer and a worship leader, but an, extra, an amazing man of God. Yes, he is with an amazing amount of faith. Yes, and yes. you were real key in stewarding him through some of the really tough times. So. We would you talk a little bit about uh, Leland's process and what you said to him during those tough times? And then, of course, now he's in a whole nother season of his life and, and, we're, and God's just really blessing him. But will, right. you, will you give us some insight on how you uh, mentored him and talked to him during those times? Well, initially, <clears throat> when they, he was making that, that uh, transition... Yeah. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know whether he should stay in ministry because he'd been, he actually was dropped from his label. And he didn't know whether he should stay doing music ministry as a, a band or if he should actually travel with Ray, his cousin, and, and help her and her, her band in the country world. And so we prayed. We all prayed about it. And, you know, ultimately I knew what Leland was called to do. And, and I think he knew too, uh, he knew he couldn't get around his calling, but, um, he needed some time to figure some things out. And so one day in prayer, the Lord said to, said to me, I mean, it's almost like it was audible. He, he can do whatever he chooses to do. He's still my son. Yeah. And so I said to Leland that I told him that I said, son, I really felt today in prayer that the Lord said, you can do whatever you choose to do. You're still his son. And maybe you do need to go out with Ray for just a little bit and just have a different um, environment, Think, get in a place where you're just in a different space and you can get along with the Lord and you can ask the Lord what, what his intention is for you. I said, I said, ultimately, son, I believe you're called to minister and there's no way of getting away from that. But this is a different season in your life, so let's just trust him in the transition. Don't worry, don't fret, just rest in his love and take some time and go out with Ray and just be a musician and get along with the Lord. So he did. He did for several months. He went on a radio tour with with Ray, which is Ray Lynn. It's 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 Pastor Callie's daughter, who's a country singer. And um he went out with her for about three months, or was it six months? It was almost six months. Okay. Well, during that time, he would be alone by himself for hours in a hotel room waiting to go to a uh, a radio interview with Rachel. And so he would just pray. He'd get in the Word. He would pray. He'd talk to the Lord. And during that those several months, he called me one day, and he said, Mom, I know what I'm called to do, and I have to stick with my calling. Yeah, he said. As much as this has been good for me, it's been a reprieve. It's been it's been fun. He said, and I could do this and make really good money at it. He said, but I I know I know that I know that I've got to pick my calling back up and continue to pursue following the Lord and leading worship and preaching and doing what God's called me to do. One of the things I want to interject here, one of the things that was so beautiful, you know, I was in constant connection with my daughter when she first went out on radio tour. She was really young. She's just, she started at 17 and 
I was really happy to have Leland out with her and uh, right. because he's such a spiritual man of God. And, and you know, in, in those secular industries, uh, spiritual and those secular industries usually don't go together. So right. it was a real blessing to have her have a man of God with her. But I used to talk to Ray and they would go to these radio shows and then afterwards they would invite them in, you know, and they'd have refreshments or whatever. And, you know, they'd fellowship and talk and have fun or, you know, go out to a restaurant or whatever. And nine times out of 10, I would talk to Ray and Leland would have gone back to the hotel room and he, and I'd say, baby, what's he doing? Why isn't he with y'all? And she'd say, mom, he's there praying. And so, you know, I think about, and it would grip my heart. I thought, you know, the boys called the ministry. You can't run, you can't hide. But he had um, parents that, and and a mama and a dad that was speaking life to him and talking to him about the process. See, we want the victory. We want the destination, but we yeah. don't always want the process. The process. Yeah. But you are not going to get there without the process. That's exactly and so right. even though Leland was like in a dark space, because for him, you know, doing, uh, being a, a backup, whatever for Rachel is not where he's supposed to be. That was no. a short lived thing, right. but it was in that process. He it drove him to his knees, right? And it drove right. him to come to terms with. I am called to ministry, and no matter what I face, I'm never looking back. That's right. And that's, that's right. what the process will do. It'll put a resolve in you and a trust that God is the one that's in control, and He loves me. And you know, the thing is, I'm really getting a revelation, Pastor Cindy, of God's love. Yeah. It's the process that reveals His love. That's right. That's exactly right, sister. It's the process that reveals reveals his love. And the thing that we don't want to go through is the thing that will bring so much joy to us if we'll just submit to it it. and allow God to just press us and purify us and make us into that demonstration and display of his glory. Because it's his glory and goodness that we're called to display in this earth. That's right. And we cannot display it if we're not willing to go through that. And so it's just, it's just amazing. Talk about what Leland's doing now. Well, now he's a Bethel artist and, um, he, they just released a new Bethel record and Leland had the opportunity to write a song on that new record called the lion and the lamb, uh, with Brian Johnson. And, um, I think I don't want to say the wrong names. Uh, There's a couple of other people that wrote on it too, but, uh, anyway, he was thrilled to be able to get a song on this new record. And then he's also recording his own record with Bethel that will be released in July. And so he's really, really excited about that. And so are we, uh, can't wait to hear the whole record done and, and released. And so he's super, super excited this week, actually tomorrow we're leaving to go to, uh, uh, Los Angeles, and we're going to be at the Bethel Heaven Come Conference awesome. uh, with Leland and, and all their Bethel family. And so we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a real blessing. I can't wait. Well, I'd like to take a moment right now, if I could, and play for you The Lion and the Lamb. It's an amazing song. The first time we heard, uh, of course, we got, a, we got a sneak peek here, but the first time we heard this song, I, I didn't realize who had wrote it. And then they told me, you know, Leland and Brian Johnson wrote it. And I was just 
it was one of those songs that I, I found myself on the floor. So I hope you enjoy uh, The Lion and the Lamb, and we're getting ready to play that right now.
Lion and the Lamb. I love this song. Listen, if you want to get this uh, whole album, it's called Have It All. Uh, you can go to BethelMusic.com or you can also go to iTunes. Uh, the Lion and the Lamb is on that album. Make sure you get it. It's an amazing album. I listen to it a whole lot in the morning time when I'm doing my prayer. Um, back to what we were talking about. Pastor Cindy and I have been talking about uh, you know, transformation and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us. You get a prophetic word. It changes your life. You're excited about it. You get a rhema word. God speaks to you through a dream or however the Lord speaks to you. And then you've got to go through the process of transformation yeah. and allowing Christ to be formed in you. And so I wanted to, to uh, share with you one of those moments in my life. Um, Pastor Todd and Cindy started this church in 2002. Um, right. When they first started this church, of course, they were traveling with ministers all over the country. And and so they kept doing some of their traveling to help support them. You're starting a new work. So you're, you know, you're having to work jobs to help finance what, what you feel like God's called you to do and what you know God's called you to do. And so I was working in the corporate world. And so the, for the first four, almost five years of starting this church, I worked 60, 70 hours in the corporate world and then would help with a church, with a church. Right. And so in the evenings and on Saturdays and Sundays, so you're talking about working lots of hours. It right. was, those were crazy days, but there came a point where I received a prophetic word and I knew it was time. The Lord literally sent the prophetic word to get me out of my nest because I, the Lord had been talking to me, but I was fearful. You know, sometimes we, we get fearful. We don't like to say that as Christians, but at that point I was fearful. I had that job. I'd been a single mother for many years. That job had taken care of me and my kids. You had and benefits. I had benefits <laughs> and, and it made a really great salary. So right. leaving that and coming into full-time ministry where you're having to trust God for every penny that comes in the door. And, you know, um, it was just a, it was a real step of faith. So anyway, we, pa Papa Dale, um, Dale Gentry prophesied to me that it's time. It's time for you to quit. Yeah. So this was in December. Uh, so I finished out the year and I quit the following year. We started here and, I, you know, it was a real blessing to Pastor Todd and Cindy because at that time Leland was really taken off and they needed to go and spend some more time with him. And right. so it was a blessing to have me here 24-7 and that part was great. But a lot of the things, and I tried all these different, we had all kinds of ideas for growing the church and for, you know, in, you know, going to the next level. And, and I worked so hard and they worked so hard. We just did everything we could do between right. what we were doing with our kids and what we were doing at the church. There wasn't much time for anything other than just what, you know, church work. But I remember getting to a place where I'm driving down a, a one-way street in Baytown, and we I've not seen much fruit from all the effort. And financially, I'm broke. And, and you know, the church really can't pay me a lot. The church not paying Pastor Todd and Cindy a lot. I mean, right. you know, faith is what we're living on, and my faith was waning. And <laughs> I was, I was uh, thinking, okay, I just need to go get a job. I just need to go get a job. I mean, I know the church needs me here all the time, but this is just in working. And I'm driving down the street, and a minister calls me that I hadn't talked to in months and said, I was with this other minister, and we were praying, and we just had a prophetic word for you. 
And the word was basically cast your nets on the other side of the boat. Yeah, I remember that word. Go back and do what you've been doing. I'm working something in you. Don't give up. And they didn't realize what was going on in my head. But I remember hanging the phone up, pulling my car over, pulling into a parking lot and bawling my eyes out and saying, Lord, (laughs) I'm committed. Yeah. I'm sorry for even thinking about going back. Right. I'm sorry for even thinking about looking back because you know what? I know what you called me to do and I am committed. Right. And I believe that we're going to see everything you've promised us. But I am not so much focused on the goal as I am focused on what you're doing in my heart right now. That's I remember, right. I can remember that moment as is, if it was yesterday. And that was like the defi- a defining moment for me in ministry. And then it just seemed like from that point on, we started seeing fruit. Yeah. I mean, it was like, okay, yeah. we started pulling the nets up and there were fishing. Right. Okay. Right. But I had to get to the place where I was... I was willing to stay in the boat if I didn't have a fish. Stick with the stuff. Because God had called me to get in the yeah, boat yeah. and to do what, he's, what he called me to do. So I just encourage you, I want to encourage you that this word that Pastor Cindy is talking about today and what we're trying to communicate, it's not really an option. No. <laughs> if you want to do what God's called you to do, you got to be willing to go through the process of transformation. It's really not an option. Now, you can opt out. But you'll never get where God really wants to take you. I don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say, Callie, this is where I had planned for you to go. And this is where you went. Right, right. I really want to, I want to finish my course. Right. And that, that transformation, allowing that to happen. Right. Is what causes that. We want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yes. That we're faithful to what he's called us to do. And it's not going to always be easy. But in the midst of that, God will show his glory to us if we'll just stay there. Stay faithful to what he's called you to do and let him work in your heart and in your life. The process, the process of transformation. And ultimately, it's his glory being displayed through us. That's what he's looking for, his image, the image of Christ. Absolutely. And it's not, it's, it's not... It's not the easiest thing you'll do. It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. But once you surrender, then it's like it's easy. Right. It's like once you make up your mind, I heard someone say this the other day, it's about making up your mind. Yeah. And that's really anything you do in life. If you're in a, a state of, I can't make up my mind. It's a very miserable place to be. But when you make up your mind yeah. that you're going to surrender to God, when you make up your mind you're going to lose weight, when you make up your mind that you're not getting out of the boat, right? then that's half the battle. Then that's you it. can actually enjoy <laughs> the journey. The, the journey. And uh, I've been in a real season, Pastor Cindy, where God is teaching me to enjoy the now that's good. and the present. I had an amazing uh experience i i went to portland this weekend actually to vancouver to preach and got on a plane yeah and was sitting on the plane and i was had my notes in my bible and i was really focused on this little retreat the amazing retreat and preaching for this amazing pastor and his wife and i so i had that on my heart and i saw this girl coming toward my chair and i heard the holy spirit say to me put your notes down and look at her yeah and I thought, okay. And I looked at her, 
And the Lord said, I, I have something very special. She's very special. I have something very special for her to do in my kingdom. And I want to show her my love through you. Oh, Cal. Wow. And so the conversation ended up being amazing. And I was right. able to prophesy to the girl and, you know, connect her with a church. And we began to talk. And, and now we're friends on Facebook. And so so I went on and did my retreat. I got through with that, did my retreat, and got back into the airport. And I'm in the airport. And I just come through security. And I hear someone yell, Callie, Callie. And I'm thinking, okay, it's one of the ladies at the retreat of the church because it's a big, you know, right, bigger right. pool of people. And it was the girl. And she goes, oh, what are the chances of me running into you? And the way I, I feel like things happen to me now <laughs> that are, are so much uh, more ordered of the Lord because I am enjoying the journey. You're in the moment. Because I am in the moment. I'm not living in the destination, the future. the future, and I'm not living in the past, but I'm allowing God to press me in the moment. So and good. what happens is when you live that way, you begin to see things around you that you would not see and opportunities for us to really be Christ. That's so good, sister. And so she it's was awesome. so blown away that she saw me. I got to see her again, pray with her, and and we, you know, chatted for a moment. But that's why it's so important to to really embrace the journey. That's right. Because the power and the miracles are in the now. Yeah, they are. That's so good. And the enemy so wants good. us to either live so far in the future and so goal-oriented that we forget people and we forget about what he's doing in us, or he wants us to live in the past and the pain yeah. of the past, but really God's called us into the now That's and right. to enjoy this journey. That's so good. One of the uh, songs that Jack and uh, Whitney, and I, I think there were several of them that wrote it, uh, and I'll, I'll forget all, I think Sarah wrote it and Ted wrote it, but it was the Live Worship Collective songwriting team that wrote right. the song. It's called Your Promises Remain. Right. And I love this song. It's on iTunes. You can get this song through iTunes. Where, where, can you tell them exactly Just what it is? Just search Life Worship Collective on iTunes, and you can find it there. It's called Your Promises Remain, or you can go to lifeworshipcollective.com and get it through there as well. Okay. It is a beautiful song. Uh the lead singer is Whitney Mooring, an amazing woman of God. That's actually Michael W. Smith's uh, eldest daughter. Right. She's just a, she's a treasure. Yes, she's a she treasure is. in the very sense of the word, a, an amazing woman of God. But this song blessed me so much because it's really talking about God taking you through that transformation mm -hmm. and how his promises are always true and amen. And we just have to trust him right? and allow him to work in our life. And this is a song that really blessed me and really demonstrates what Pastor uh, Cindy and I are talking about today, allowing that transformation that God wants to happen in our life take place and trusting him in every situation, situation and season of our life. So we're getting ready really uh, quickly. I want to play this song, and I just pray that it ministers to you like it did to me. Your love is
what's some other things that you would do, Pastor Cindy, to encourage us on the practical end of allowing that transformation to happen? Well, if you look at the life of Joseph, he lived a life of forgiveness. And over and over again, he was put in these hard situations and he chose to forgive. So in the process of time and God working his word out in our life, we have to be willing to let go of unforgiveness in every area of our life. And it's a daily thing that we have to live, whether we're disappointed at somebody and, and what they did or didn't do. We can even get disappointed at God because we don't think he's moving fast enough in our life. (laughs) So we have to be willing to let go of unforgiveness and trust him with our heart, our life and the process of what he's doing in our character. The last thing that I think is probably the hardest thing, forgiveness is, is something we'll be doing the rest of our life. Right. I told the church one Sunday, I said, you're going to be forgiving somebody the rest of your life, so you might as well get good at it. That's good. But another it's thing true. is that transformation works patience. Right. And we have to allow God to work patience in us. Right. Because if we want everything that we do spiritually to be like going to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. We want the fast drive-through experience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we want fast transformation, and we want fast victory. It it doesn't work that way. We get in trouble. We get in trouble. Now, has God moved on my behalf at times in a fast way? Yes. He's God, and He moves when it's time to move. Right. But the patience element is where the character of God, the love of God, really the love of God is formed the most when we allow his patience, we allow the patience of that God wants to expand in us take right. place. We begin to love on the level like he loves. We don't love in a way that just, you know, I love you because you're doing this for me. I love you with an expectation. Jesus loved agape love. He loved with no expectation. His love was pure. Right. And no that, strings attached. No strings attached. And that transformation process and the patience to allow that to work is going to develop that supernatural love in us. That's right. Not the love that I scratch my back, you scratch, you know, I scratch yours, you scratch mine, or I do for you with an expectation of getting this in return. Right, right. But you just, you love, you begin to love like God loves, and you love hum- humanity, and you love people, and you love your family, and you love people for where they're at. Right. And, and, not for who they are, but just for where they're at, wherever they are. You just love them because they're God's children and you don't love them for what they do, but you right. love them for who they who are they in are. Christ. That's it. And um, so I'm excited about transformation. I'm excited about the journey and I've so much enjoyed this interview to, today with you, Pastor Cindy. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit as we're closing out the program, we've got a whole summer filled with uh, summer revival. We've got some guests coming in. So I'd love for you to share some of that with us. Well, the first Sunday of June, we have a minister by the name of Ivan Tate who'll be with us on Sunday morning and Sunday night. I believe that's June 5th. And then we have uh, Ed Trout with us the end of July, the last Sunday of July. Awesome. And then uh, Nigel McNeil, one of our spiritual fathers, will be with us August the 14th, 15th, and 16th. So we're looking so forward to this summer of what God's got for us and these meetings with these different men of God that are called to our house. One of the things I'd like to do, Pastor Cindy, before we finish this program today is I want to pray for the, our listeners that are going through that process because you know how tough it can be and, and right. all the challenges that they face. So 
I, I would like for you to lead us in prayer uh, over everyone that's that finds himself in the distress or the development phase. Well, Holy Spirit, we just thank you today for your love for each and every person that's listening by way of radio. We ask you, Holy Spirit, for you just to come and, and envelop their hearts and their lives today with your power, your love, your peace. Yes. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to encourage those today, God, that may feel like they're in a very yes. distressful, disturbing place of development and where it's hard. It's a hard place. It's a lonely place today. Yes. God, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and just fill their hearts, fill their homes, fill their cars, fill them, Lord Jesus, today with your presence. Let them know God, that you are there in the midst of the process and you're working, yes. God, an exceeding weight of glory in their lives. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to be glorified in them and through yes. them. Show them today, God, that you're with them, God, in the midst of the process and you're working in them, God, that you would be glorified, lifted up and exalted yes. in them and through their lives. I bless them today. Yes. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to strengthen them, give them peace in the midst of adversity, God. Show them that you're working on their behalf, Holy Spirit. And I thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we, I just stand with Pastor Cindy and I just declare blessing yes, over Lord. everyone that's listening today that's in the middle of that process. Yes, Lord. And Father, that you're working, you're exceeding glory yes, in them. You're exceeding weight of glory, Lord, that they're becoming more like you. Yes. And, and Lord, that we are all obedient to what yes, you Lord. have us, yes, Lord. the season that you have us in, and that we're walking it to the best of our abilities, listening to your voice, speaking your word and walking your pathway. Thank you. And I, there are, there are many that are listening today and I just prophesy to you to hold on. Yeah. Just hold on yes. and be obedient. Yes. I see the hand of the Lord working in your life. I know God is taking you through. The victory is going to be so sweet. The blessing is so sweet. And God is teaching you to enjoy the journey. And yes. I just prophesy to you to hold on yes. and just and just stay the course. Step into the promised land. The journey will take you to the promised land. Yes. And I just prophesy that you're stepping in today, that you're going to see the fulfillment of the word of God that's been spoken over you, that no weapon formed against you will prosper and you will walk out God's will, purpose, and yes. plan for your life yes. in Jesus' name. We thank you so much for being with us today at our first Warrior Watch. We pray you have an amazing day. We'll see you every Wednesday at 1 o'clock uh, in the afternoon and 7 p.m. every Wednesday. So love you so much. Have a great day. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.